Hello and welcome to Koality Time, the KO Koala Entertainment Podcast. I'm Skylar Sokol. I'm Anthony Nicolosi. <laughs> and today we are going to be doing something kind of special. Um rather than waxing philosophic about some game design stuff, we're gonna talk about our favorite games of the last decade. Yeah, considering twenty nineteen's wrapping up. So they tell me. So they tell me. <laughs> and uh yeah, let's do it. Yeah. I know this is a very creative concept that no one has thought of before, but I thought it would be a really good way for some people to get to know us better and to like sort of understand what kind of games we like. To sort of understand what kind of games we like and what we enjoy playing and why. So, yeah. And these are, right, to clarify, these are more like our favorite games of the past decade, not necessarily like objective analysis best games. Right. Probably. Once we are highly established in the gaming community, <laughs> then I'll feel comfortable making those kinds of sweeping okay. claims. But until then, these are just personal opinions. Cool. Let's do it. So... How do you want to how do you want to do this? So, um if it hasn't become evident from previous podcasts, I play like a ton of different games, so I happen to have like a very long list. It was very hard for me to choose just 10 games. I have like a bunch of honorable mentions, so I think um I'll probably go through a few of the honorable mentions first. We can just talk about the highlights of that very briefly. Okay. And then we'll go into our lists and we'll just switch off talking about games. Yes, because I think it has also become apparent to you, the viewers, that I uh, don't play that many games. <laughs> I have you a play few a lot of video vi- of certain game. Ones. Yes, but... I play a lot of video game, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. but I only play a select few that I really like. Right. So, um, I actually don't think I'll have a full ten to share today. Okay. I think, like, if I'm going to be honest. After maybe the top seven, there's a significant drop-off where I'm just forcing myself to fill out ten. Not that I actually liked all ten. Yeah. I don't think there are ten games I like this decade. It's crazy. Well, tune in in the future, viewers, when we start. That might change. Yeah. Pulling up my list here. Doing some playing of some games that I've really liked that I would like to show Anthony. And maybe we can uh, revisit this list later if you amend it. Um, 2020 me. We'll see what you say. <laughs> All right. So um, my first honorable mention is actually a game I just played through entirely for the first time last week, which okay. is why it wasn't on my list Jeez. originally. Are um, you sure we don't have some availability heuristic going on? Or... Well, Whatever there are two other I'm games on my honorable <laughs> mentions that I played for the first time like three days ago that are not including. Damn. So. Okay. Um. I'm down. So this game is an old game from 2012. The reason I've never played it is because I've never owned Sony consoles and never had interest in owning Sony consoles. That's just not how I roll. I have friends who do, and I almost played some of it at a friend's house, but never did. That game is Journey. Um, It came out on the Epic Game Store, actually, this past year. Um, And, yeah, if you've never played it, go play it. Um, I think all I really want to say about it is that there is a multiplayer mechanic that was, even though I sort of knew it existed, was very unexpected in how it manifested. And basically, the way one of my friends on Discord described it, which I thought was a very apt description, is that you, like, make a best friend for life, but just for, like, the two hours you're playing the game. And then then they're gone forever, and they're, like, a completely anonymous person. Um, that's how I would describe, like, what happens. Basically, you're on this journey, and there just happens to be another person there, and you go on it together, and 
they're just a random person and honestly if you didn't know you may not even know they were like not they were a real person it doesn't like say anything about that they're just there all of a sudden that sounds super interesting <laughs> we're gonna Can't play wait it. to play it yes 2020 me will be playing it that's all i'm gonna say i just also want to add to that if you have played it before even though i haven't played it um, if you have played it before and you're interested maybe in some of the more technical design elements or at least a, an element of the design elements of that game, there's a GDC YouTube video, GDC Game Developer Conference YouTube video by a developer from that game company. All one literally word. their name. Yes. Yeah. Um, describing how they implemented the camera for Journey. Oh, and, that's really interesting. And he... Uh, I've mentioned before on this podcast that cameras in third-person games are often a thing that dissuades me from wanting to play them, really breaks my immersion in those games. Uh, but just what I saw from that talk and with all the con- all the design elements that were in it, it, that went into making that camera implementation good, which went beyond just the camera, uh, uh, was really cool. So anyway, if you played it, Maybe want a little bit of like behind the scenes, more technical breakdown, game design breakdown. That's a really cool talk. You should check it out. Cool. Cool. All Next right. one? Yeah. Wait, so is that, was that Our honorable goals? mention? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, we should spend more like 45 seconds on these rather than okay, five okay. minutes. <laughs> My bad. Um, all right. The next one is The Beginner's Guide from 2015. It's made by the same developer who made The Stanley Parable. If you've ever heard of that, it's the next game they made. Um... It's amazing. It's like sort of what I would call a walking simulator, but there's some interactive gameplay. Probably listed alongside the Beginner's Guide should be like What Remains of Edith Finch, which is my other favorite walking simulator. These Both are of those honorable games, mentions? Yeah. Oh, damn. Both of those games are amazing um, story games. Really cool design. Not, not really what you would normally consider a game and provide extremely... Like, the end of the Beginner's Guide was one of the craziest like experiences of my life because it was so interesting and like f- felt I, t- I don't want to like spoil anything but just it felt very real to the point where i even was like googling to try and figure out if it was real hmm. um jeez so yeah right. we're definitely gonna play that it's All it's right. it's actually a game about developing video games so uh, what is it called the beginner's guide oh the beginner's guide yeah yeah you okay. would uh yeah we're definitely playing that one um and the last honorable mention which i i honestly can't believe that this is an honorable mention but Really, this should be in the 10, but it's not just because I can't put all of them in the 10. Is a game called Frog Fractions um, from 2012. Uh, I'm going to tell you nothing about it. If you've never played it, go play it right now. Like, seriously, go play Frog Fractions. It's like an hour and a half to two hours long-ish. It's online. It's free. Go play it. Okay. I'll be playing it, I'm sure. Yes. We should at least start... We're going to do this series. That's what we're alluding to. We're going to do a series where Skylar accompanies me on my journey of playing other games except Halo. Yes. Outside of Halo. Yes. And uh, uh, we should probably start with this list. Oh, yeah. It's oh, probably for a good sure. way to Trust start. Trust me. My, I have. It is all very formulated. And I know you've kind of gotten on a roll already. But to be clear, what are the rules of game? So these games had to have released this decade. Yeah. Between 2010 and 2019. Okay. And... Do remasters count? No. Okay. Well, yeah, I don't think they... I, I mean, you can... That's up to you. Yeah. I would not include a remaster in my list, but that does not mean that anyone else is... I'm not no, making fine. any judgment for anyone That's else. cool. Anyway, moving on. Um, My other honorable mentions, which I'm not going to talk about at all, especially one of them I know might get talked about in the future, are Dota 2. Um, I mean, I've played Dota since I was like 13, so 
This is like, but that so that would have been Dota Two came out this decade though. It's a sequel. Um, okay. That I, I mean, I've probably played over five to ten thousand hours, if not more than that, in Dota over my lifetime. So like that has to get mentioned. Um, Until Dawn, it's a really cool horror game. I'll talk about it in the future. Sometime we'll probably do a podcast where I talk about a ton of horror games that'll get talked about. And Ori in the Blind Forest, which is probably one of the most visually stunning games I've ever played in my life. Um, yeah. All right, those are the honorable mentions. Uh. Very good games. I love all those games so much, and honestly, I could go on forever with honorable mentions, but I picked 10, and that's what we're going to actually talk about. Even so. though I haven't played them, I've watched either GDC videos on various implementation details of some of those games, obviously seen a lot of coverage on some of those titles, um, so I, it's pretty impressive not top, what what was it called? Honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. List. That's a, uh, actually, that, could, that could easily be a top 10 list. Yeah, I'm going to say one more. Okay. Uh, I'm not gonna say much about it. It's a mobile app. It's called Florence. Florence uh, and the Machine. Just Florence. Okay. It's just like about a girl, like in her relationship over like the course of a year or whatever. It's very, it's like really cool mobile app. The way it's made and the story it tells are really interesting. I found out about it from Polygon, one of their best games, like year list a few years ago. Played it. It's like two bucks on the App Store. It's like an hour long game. Check it out. Cool. All right. That's honorable mentions. That clap represents that we're not on honorable mentions anymore. Okay. We have moved into new space. So one tea sip in honor of honorable mentions. Okay. (laughs) Brittany's going to be so fucking pissed (laughs) on that one. Okay. I feel like I need to cough now, but I'm not going to. (laughs) Uh, uh, Let's talk about your first game. Well, I don't think so because I don't think I have 10. So here's the other thing. I have... I was let in on some uh, behind-the-scenes information. I don't think yours are in an order, right? Uh, or so of? I'm sort of putting them in an order in my brain. Because like I would start at the in. end, right? Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll start. At, I can start at the end. Okay, do your first end one. Because you, let's say, have ten. I think I have seven. Okay, so I'll do. We'll rattle three off real quick. My last three won't take very long anyway. Okay. Or my first. Yeah, I guess the end of my list. So the first one is a game called You Beat. Um, specifically the newest version, which is called Ubeat Festo, but it doesn't really matter. Um, it's J-U-B-E-A-T. I discovered it a few years ago. Um, it's a rhythm game. It's like physical, like arcade cabinet game, um, which is not something I would have ever expected I would have put on this list, but it has become like one of my favorite games ever. Um, I think like the experience is more compelling than many experiences I've had in video games because I play it a ton and I never get bored of it. So basically, it's like this big grid of 16 buttons or 12, but 16 buttons um, in like a square. And each button is also like a screen. And those screens like show an animation and music plays. And to that music, the screens light up to type. And the like animation is like a timed animation, right? Where you can click it at a specific time and you know that you're hitting it in time, like perfect timing with the music. And it's basically like rhythm whack-a-mole is how I like to describe it. Yeah. Um, good description. It's, I've seen it. It's crazy. It's amazing. Like I don't. I. It's hard to find. It's really hard to find. But there has not been a single person who I have showed this game to. Like I've brought to this arcade and showed the game to who hasn't really, really enjoyed it. Like not a single person. Some people like don't want to like come back and play it. But yeah. in their experience, everyone has loved it. It's just. It's way easy. It, the the skill floor is extremely low, which I think is not that common in rhythm games. And a lot of rhythm games, the lowest difficulty of that game is usually not very compelling. Okay. 
Um, Whereas the lower difficulties of this game are still compelling, even for someone who is not really good. So the like the skill curve is really, really compelling. Yeah. Yeah. That's you beat. Also, all the music is sick. It's by far my favorite selection of like songs in any rhythm game. And I've played a lot of rhythm games. Um, next is, um, let's talk about Super Meat Boy. Um, and I also, this is sort of cheating, but I also added to this entry the Binding of Isaac. They're both made by the same dude, so that counts, right? Oh, uh, even though they're completely different yeah, yeah, yeah. games. Um, Super Meat Boy is like a Twitch action platformer. 2D, really fun. Um, I think when i first got it was in college and me and my roommate played it for i think 16 like 10 to 16 hours straight once we got it trying to like get as far as we could uh it was super fun the soundtrack in that game is amazing the gameplay is super cool like it has so many secrets and interesting elements and guest characters and all the stuff you would never expect from a game that is the type of game it is and yet it's there, and the controls are the smoothest like I've almost ever played in a 2D platformer. It it checks all the boxes. I think is basically an example of like a flawlessly designed 2D platforming game. Cool. Yeah, I haven't haven't played that one yet. Seen it, like watched it. Have listened to a fuck ton of the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. Love the soundtrack. So, um, yeah, cool. I did good with that one. I sent Anthony some video game soundtracks. I no, like that one was good. And he, yeah, he got obsessed with. That I one. Li- I liked. Way more game soundtracks than games this decade, <laughs> that's for sure. Um, cool. Binding of Isaac, uh, in my opinion, like defines what makes the roguelike genre fun. I love roguelike games in general. That's why I had to include it on here because I don't have any roguelikes on here besides that, and I love roguelikes. Um, it's just it's weird and interesting, and it has tons and tons of items, and every item somehow like changes the art of your character, and they all like combine as you get items and. They made that system somehow, and just the design and the scale of that game are incredible. You, like, beat the game once, and it's this huge achievement. You're like, wow, I finally beat this game. It took so much effort. And then you realize that, like, to actually beat the game, you have to beat it ten more times, and it gets harder every time. And then once you do that, you have to go through this whole path of multiple different ending secret things. And then eventually you get to the actual ending, which is, like, completely different from what you got otherwise. And that game's crazy, too. Both of these Edmund McMillan games just have so many layers to them that are yeah. really really interesting yeah, it's crazy. um cool. it's super fun i i really love that game too cool obviously it wouldn't be on my list um third uh, uh one before we get to your first game okay my third to last one will be spy party um i've talked about this on the podcast before but i just for a one-on-one experience that is not a fighting game um i this is this like stands alone in my mind i the concept is extremely unique and there have been games since then that have applied this concept like trouble in terrorist town did that in like gary's mod and there's games that have done this before this concept of like one person hiding among other people but the way it's done here is like the developer Chris Hecker focused like entirely on the gameplay and made it like so cool. And then he like iterated on the art and stuff. But even at the beginning of Spy Party, if you look up the original images of Spy Party, it looks like crap. Game looks like garbage. It looks like it's okay. Like (laughs) 
it's it's even hard to even describe how bad it looks okay. and um yet like the gameplay is it was still amazing then and now it looks really good and the gameplay is still is so aesthetically it looked bad really really bad yeah yeah um and so it just doesn't matter though because that the aesthetic doesn't matter at all in that game all that matters is that like your mind against your opponent's mind yeah and that's the whole game and most games don't really give you that there's usually some fluff in between and this has very little of that it's very stripped down and the tension is very palpable i'll definitely be playing it next year i mean this is another good example of a game that i think i'll find really interesting play a few times wouldn't play like a lot but uh the design's awesome yeah like because i don't so I, you are you on you closed off on that one you yeah. closed up that yeah, one yeah that's fine because i'll get into my first uh-huh. number seven uh, because on that note i like even though i can really respect and really enjoy sort of the uh, mathematical formulaic elements of design present in certain games like how the the genius behind the implementation on like that idea right Mm -hmm. and how well it's done and whatever uh it's doesn't necessarily mean that i'll enjoy playing it like it's not what i'm looking for when i want to play games uh i i have noticed that a lot of times um i'm looking also i'm looking more for something that's powerful on the emotional side of things than really on the kind of cognitive uh, side of things. What do you mean by powerful on the emotional so, side? So, like a little something that's a little more dramatic and has greater range of dramatic, like narratively, not not necessarily, and just how it makes me feel. So, uh, the range of feeling is a mm. big. I'll be deal. very surprised if you do not get that feeling from Spy Party when we play it. Yeah, to be honest, I think I I. Uh, like especially like if you win, like that's probably extreme, extremely. Or when you silly. get shot and jump out of your chair, yeah, 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 shot exactly. So loud that's, that's, that's probably very. Oh my god, very uh, <laughs> big range there. There's obviously more nuances, but I think that's one thing. Cool. Um, so number seven on my list. Yep. Spyro remaster. Oh my god. <laughs> on that very Cheating. note, because uh, it's done really well. Okay, so Spyro, the, the remaster first, is done well, or Spyro is so done well. The remaster is done really well because it's done, it's crafted like uh, it, it's redone for modern in a modern way, right? Like they totally redid the aesthetics, but they really maintained like the spirit and like character of the first mm-hmm. game. Obviously, that design, like I was, I've been playing it recently. It's it's easy to me, like I'm. Whenever it originally came out, whatever in the '90s, uh, that game like still is up there, like one of my favorite games of all time. Maybe top five, top ten all time is it's, it's up there. Uh, so there's obviously a huge amount of nostalgia involved with this, but um, the aesthetics, the music, oh, so something so cool in the music. I just realized I was when you start charging when you're Spyro and you stop moving in the remaster. Maybe they did this in the original. I can't remember, but the music slows down to the point where really you're just getting sort of the simple simplified version of the the current melody uh-huh. that's playing and the volume kind of gets toned down a little bit and then when you start running again and especially if you start charging it changes and picks up again and then if you're charging at least on the level I'm at right now I notice that like the bongos play a little differently like cool when he's doing the charge, not the run, if that makes sense. Like, he, you have your horns down and you're running yep. fast. Anyway, 
really well done. Uh, I'm really enjoying going through it. Um, like I said, it's obviously really mooching off of the strong feelings I have towards the yeah. original. But it also did not come out this decade. The well, remaster, sort of. Well, the remaster, I get did, it, which is I why I you. count it. That's but fair. If not, guys, I'm gonna have like four. <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> it's great. Okay, cool. So that's that one. Yeah. Uh, my number seven is going to be um. Man, this is hard to order. Ish. PT. Um, I think is going to be my number seven. Uh, PT, which stands for Playable Teaser, um, okay. is the fact that you're reacting like this makes me think you don't know what it is. Nope. Oh, this is great then. <laughs> uh, send all your hate mail to uh, Anthony and not me. Um, so Actually, PT, to be fair, I kind of remember something. Uh... PT is a trailer. It is a yeah, playable trailer game for Silent Hills, the new Hideo Kojima game, which got canceled and never released. And then PT was removed from all of the stores. But you can still download it through some weird loophole method on PlayStation. You can find it on Reddit. But uh, regardless, if you download it before, you have it forever. Okay. Um, and the, that game is a horror game. Okay. Um, but it's basically a horror game where you walk through the same hallway over and over and over and over and over. And that's the whole game. And there are uh it's amazing really the, uh yeah we we might have to take a field trip to play that one to my friend's house who has it okay. but um we should play it it is very scary and the atmosphere that it produces is amazing and the way you beat it is very obscure and obtuse in a very interesting way um it like because i don't even know if the, they'd cared if you beat it it didn't really matter like they just wanted this yeah. really weird experience and it really is it it's not long it's really short and it's amazing i actually saw an article on polygon today that where they were talking about how most of the favorite games they've seen have all been like short considered generally short like 10 hours or less generally um and i think that aligns for me like some of my favorite experiences are really short games um actually multiple games on my list are very short okay um but yeah interesting uh pt Check it out if you can find it. Cool. All right. Ready for my number six? Sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves. So I've wanted a game like Sea of Thieves since I was like five. Uh-huh. Okay, no, maybe. I think a lot of people have, honestly. Yeah. Like... And uh, I understand that for some people it didn't. Sid Meier's Pirates didn't do it for you? Sid Meier's Pirates is a shit show. That was the joke. Yes, you got it. Uh, So, as I've discussed before, really like... Sea of Thieves is uh, kind of arena-like in its gameplay Mm -hmm. in that you don't have any modifiers to your abilities that you can purchase. Oh, okay. No, that is not what I thought you meant by that. That was a very... uh, Sorry. Yeah, that's what I meant by that. I think. Yeah, so it was. Okay. Uh, And I like that. I People were kind of... Hoping, like, when it first came out, some people's beefs were around that, like, you couldn't sort of upgrade yourself. It uh-huh. was just only cosmetic. And I really liked that like, it was there's just There's no that. progression from, like, a power level sense. So yes. that no matter whether you're just starting or you've been playing forever, you're, only your skill matters. There's yeah, no, like, experience skill. level that makes you better for some reason. Which, again, like, falls in line with a couple of, po- you know, last podcasts we, we talked about how I feel about that. No, and, that's great. I like that as well. So, um... 
I have really enjoyed it. To be honest, I just haven't played it as much as I'd like to, but mm-hmm. um, for life reasons. <laughs> but I I really love it. They I'm... nailed like kind of the experience that I'd l- want to have in it. Um, just had a, I think part of it also is like it's a super fun game to play with my brother-in-laws or sure. uh, and Brittany with my wife. Like we just all jump in the world and go crazy. The very first day, the very first day it came out, very first bo- first boat ride out of the dock. Got crackened. No, I'm like, I'm That's serious. Hilarious. Uh, and uh, anyway, just really good times playing that game. Really good cooperative competitive experience, right? Yep. Yep. Um, yep. I, this is actually a game I've never played that you have played. So there you this, go. We got to turn the tables on this one. <laughs> I do have a think a free p- trial of Game Pass going on right now. So I should probably play it while I have that going. The fishing is so good. All right. I'll go fish <laughs> in Sea of Thieves. Um, yeah, that's awesome. So my. Number six is going to be, um, now we're getting down to the, down to the wire. Think my number six game is Super Mario Odyssey. Um, new 3D Mario game yes. on Switch. I have always really enjoyed 3D Mario games. Mario 64, Mario Galaxy, Mario Galaxy 2. I really loved both Galaxy games a lot, especially Mario Galaxy 2. Um, and... I actually bought my Nintendo Switch specifically for Super Mario Odyssey. Um, I wasn't going to buy one when they announced Breath of the Wild. Um, I suspected they were announcing Smash at some point. I was like, okay, I'll probably get it for that. But then they announced Super Mario Odyssey, and I was like, all right, I'm getting it. It doesn't matter anymore. That game looks amazing. The first trailer for that game is amazing. The song they had, which was like so uncharacteristic for a Mario game, Jump Up Superstar. I I mean, really cool. Um, I actually read an article about how like all the work the person who did the english translation had to do to like translate the song such that it still like had the same impact that it had in japanese because they couldn't just do a word for word because that's to like flow rhythmically and rhyme and like everything so it was like this iterative thing about all the things they had to do like over the time for the translation to get it to the point where they felt like it was perfect and nintendo agreed that it was like good enough to use as the english version of the japanese it's crazy yeah um anyway you should have just hired bruce faulkner like dragon ball z <laughs> just made a sick ass i'm just kidding okay, um yeah. yes <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah that game is just so cool the the open worldness of it the fact like mario games aren't like that even mario odyssey in 64 like in 64 there were a few challenges you could do in each one to find stars like 10 ish in mario odyssey there's like 100 in every kingdom and the kingdoms are so unique and distinct um that like there's it's just so it feels like you're playing so many different games at once that they're all just like jam-packed into this one experience that's so interesting and fun. The movement is fun, the controls are fun, like all of Mars movement options are there. The platforming is really satisfying and at the same time it's sort of puzzly, but there's so many moons that even if you think like you're a little stuck, you just try something and usually you'll be like, "Oh, there's probably a moon here and then you'll do something and there, there it is. You get a moon. Yeah. And yeah, I, um, I don't finish like full long game experiences very often. Um, I just don't have the patience for it anymore. I play Are a lot of like short experiences finished Mario Odyssey. I even tried to like hundred percent it in a lot of ways. And yeah, that's very surprising for me. And that, that says a lot about how much I love that game. So um, while you're talking about it, I'm like based off of just how the, just the breadth and depth of the amount of content. I was like, I wonder how many people work on this thing. Probably. And I was trying to find out, but I'm not sure if uh, that's that's a figure that's easy to find. 
Yeah. Well, I'll tell you about one more thing if you scroll. Um, one very cool fun fact about Mario Odyssey that a lot of people may not know is that all of the sound effects in the game transpose based on the key of the music that's playing at the time Sick. so that the sound effects always sound like very cool. good with what music is playing. Yep, that's awesome. Super cool. Tiny touch. Definitely don't have to do that ever. And yet, like, they do it yeah. because, like... Nintendo, Nintendo is really good yes. at making <laughs> really the high game quality, they want to make. Polished, yes. Right. And no matter what the public says is shit, they're still making it. No, it's awesome. No matter whether people say Mario Maker 2 should have real online play where you can play with your friends, Nintendo doesn't care. They're making what they want and whether that's good or not. Subtle music features have a special place. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I knew heart. you would appreciate no, that's that. Really, that's really awesome. Yep. Cool. That's my number six. Well, my number six. five... Right. My number five. Uh, staying on the Nintendo theme is Super ah. Smash Ultimate. Ah. Okay. I, I love Smash. Smash is uh, top five franchises for me, for sure. I buy Nintendo consoles just so that I can play Smash. And I don't play a lot of Smash. I It's it's my favorite. Uh, on our previous podcast, I was talking about how local competitive multiplayer is still like my favorite. Yep kind of game experience at all Smash uh, overall is one of the, like ultimate couch yeah. games right like i probably will take a good halo land over smash but it's hard to do a halo land it's much easier to jump into a big smash party especially on ultimate we frequently have uh either between our family members or friends or whatever eight like big huge eight person bashes here at our house right uh that's awesome yeah it is awesome uh and I like, because the Wii U incarnation came out this decade, the, maybe the Wii, maybe not the Wii's. Probably not. But. So, I uh, definitely like the, you know, existing Switch version the most uh, over the Wii U. So, um, love Smash. I, I'll be, it's not higher in my list because it's mainly just more Smash, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, Yeah. It's almost like just a remaster, a good remaster is how it can't, comes across. Sure. Uh, so again, interested fans want to know who your main is. Mr. Game and Watch. Okay, sick. Okay, yeah. Um, cool. He's my favorite. Nice. His animations and like I think the timing of his animations line up to how it feels in my head. Yeah, he's he's like, cool. The, the inclusion of him in Smash and the way they implemented it, I think, is very very yeah. I like. I mean, to be honest, I I have fun playing several characters in this incarnation. So actually, this that's. I think I have more fun playing multiple types of characters in this version mm-hmm. than any other version before. Cool. So, really well done. Loved it. Yes. Uh, yep. So that's not that's my number five. Nintendo's a high quality game company. Yes. Um. All I'm right. Sure, I'm sure. Just want to add. I'm sure if I would have played Super Mario Odyssey or Zelda. Breath of the Wild, uh, they would have been in here. Yeah, based oh, off yeah, of I, what I saw, because I love Zelda as another one, uh, one of those top five franchises. Yeah, we're not talking me. about that. It's decade. I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. No, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But just saying, <laughs> we'll do like the top I, games of all time. I, show I, later. No, I mean, I'm <laughs> saying like I think I would have loved Breath of the Wild yeah. based off what I saw. So. Yeah, uh, yeah. I forgot to mention, I also have not fully beaten Breath of the Wild. I played like few hours of it and i've really loved what i've played but i just didn't feel like i played enough of it to put on my list i hope to play more when i feel like i have the focus to do so okay um my number five is Mm. 
I forced him to have a numbered list. It's Tekken 7. Um, okay. Tekken 7 is the seventh iteration of the fighting <laughs> game Tekken. Um, I love fighting games generally. A lot of them are really interesting to me. I used to play Street Fighter 4 and Marvel vs. Capcom 3 like at t- competitively. Not like well, but I went to tournaments and sometimes didn't lose. Um, but Tekken 7 is like one of the... F- First fighting games I've really been like inspired lately to put enough time into to get to that level again. Um, it's just such a deep game beyond what I ever even really thought was possible to get out of a fighting game. All the like in most fighting games, the characters' move lists are probably like thirty to forty moves. In Tekken, they're like eighty to one hundred and twenty moves. Um, and you definitely don't need to use all of those, and probably shouldn't, but. Once you, like, start really understanding a character in Tekken, it just feels like in any situation that you're in, no matter what you want to do, you can do that. Like, you just can do what you want to do. And when you're like, this should work, it it works. <laughs> and that's so compelling for me. And Tekken, at least in Tekken 7, all the gameplay is really about, like, reading your opponent, understanding what they're going to do, and then doing pre- either preempting what they're going to do or reacting to what they're going to do. And that kind of gameplay is, like, Probably my favorite thing to do in games, okay. trying to yeah. anticipate other people's thoughts or mm-hmm. react to them. Reverse um, engineer people? Yeah, as you'll see in my number two game as well. Um, so, yeah, Tekken 7 is great. I play Zhao Yu. She's, everyone thinks she's really annoying because she has all these mind game gimmicks that I love using because that's exactly why I play these games, to like fuck with people. You play the cheap character? Uh, I, maybe not cheap, just but in, in a way cheap. Yeah um sort of yeah although every character in that game has some super overpowered thing yeah. that if you don't know how to beat it they just kill you instantly i actually like to put like a bow on top of how much i really love tekken it was the main motivation for my friend and i going to evo this past year the fighting game championships yeah. it was literally to go not only to watch tekken but we also played um won a game right i won two matches two matches my goal was to win one game in one match yeah and i won two matches granted one of the matches i played was against someone who was using a uh, fight his controller for the first time ever uh it was like a different type of controller called a hitbox that doesn't have a joystick it has buttons for the joystick yeah. he's using that was the first day he, he <laughs> bought it that day and was using it to, at evo that's what he gets but i did beat him so yeah, whatever it counts. Uh, and my other match was, was a legitimate win so that was good nice um so okay. yeah i mean Tekken 7 is great if you have any interest in fighting games you should check it out honestly also like you can button mash in that game and have a ton of fun and do pretty well too. And yeah. that says something about the design if you can both like play it at an extremely high, extremely yeah. thoughtful level and also just at a completely basic mash buttons and see what happens. It's again, like uh, I can't remember the name of the game that you mentioned earlier, but that it had a good skill curve. L- yeah, nice skill uh, curve. U-beat is the one I was U-beat, talking about with the right. skill curve. Yeah. So. Cool, man. Yes. I, I, to be honest, out of all of like the more I, I consider that more traditional fighting game, like two and a half D feeling thing. Well, Tekken is three D. I know, know yeah, but, yeah. but you know what I mean. Yes. Like uh, Tekken's probably my favorite. I used to play it uh, more of it back in the day, like PS two time, and then yeah. just like played a few installments a little bit. We'll have to play seven a little bit. I think you'll like it. Okay, cool. So now we're on four. Yep. So this is a. Uh, Interesting one. It's Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, I have actually played not that much of this game. I actually watched most of it. My wife played it. Right. Uh, 
but it was so good. Like yeah. the, I love the narrative, the single player. You would just story. like come to work and be like, "Hey, here's like a story about what happened to us in Red Dead Redemption Two yesterday." Yeah, it was, I really liked it. I really <laughs> enjoyed the story. Uh, Bernie took the character arc where the character is more of a good guy. Uh-huh. The the way she chose to play the character. Um, I don't know. I just really enjoyed the story. Got immersed. There's a one section. So when game went from here on out, the games that I'm going to talk about have the our goose pump, goose bump, <laughs> goose pump, yeah, goose pump level, goose bump level good. Uh-huh. Where at some point in the game, they legitimately surprised me to the and in a positive way to the to the extreme of like I literally got goosebumps. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a moment. Where for the people who have played it before, you're coming back from Cuba. Okay. Uh, I think it's Cuba. It's an island. You'll know what I'm talking oh about. Oh my god! And <laughs> you are right. Sorry you... to all our Cuban fans. No, I I think it is Cuba. I can't remember if it's like if it's part of Cuba or it's an offshoot. Like I think, but anyway, you like get you're on a boat and yes. you get knocked off. So anyway, yep. get to this island. Uh, you come back. You've been separated from your crew whatever whatever they call it clan it's not clan whatever posse i'm not sure sure (laughs) and you ride your horse you're rooting tooting bunch of dudens yes okay you're riding your horse back you just got back to shore Uh you're riding your horse back to the encampment and like legitimately for three minutes this song plays which is uh it's unshaken by d'angelo it is fucking awesome song i love the song but it's done so it's that part was done so well because the whole experience up to that point, the main character, Arthur Morgan's coming back. He's at this point where he's like questioning really what he's doing still as part of this clan. If the motivations of the clan have kind of gone astray, if they really still align with what he thinks is the right thing to do. And he's in this like internal, there's like an internal dichotomy going on where he, uh, you know, has He's he's pledged allegiance to the clan and he still wants to protect like some of them, but he has issues with the leadership, whatever. And so you're in the you feel this like broken state yourself. And this song plays as you come back. It's so fucking badass because okay. there's there's this uh, other gang, basically, that's a, it's the enemy gang or whatever. And you know that your crew is probably in danger of them or the law or something. So not only do you have this like issue but it's also like this like i don't give a fuck what's going on i'm gonna go like save my friends like is what it feels like it's so fucking cool like i got goosebumps and uh so that that moment alone almost puts it up there but the whole experience was awesome i loved it so red dead redemption 2 at 4 another game i haven't played yeah really good check it out um all right my number four is yeah this is i mean I think this is the reality we all knew was coming, that these other three are going to be the top three. So, my number four is Pony Island. Okay. Um, it's a crazy game. This may be like I actually have one played of the most of unexpected things for people on this list. I Definitely the game. I, Tell them what it is. The game I have bought for the most people um, yeah. of any game. Really? Yep. It's Well, it's very cheap. It's like two bucks. And literally, anytime I talk to someone about it, I'm just like, never mind. I'll just buy it for you. Please <laughs> go play it or I'll play it with you. Um, it's another short game, two, two, two ish hours. Um, and it is just the, it's so unexpected how the game progresses and 
there's some moments in Pony Island. I'm not going to like spoil any of it because okay. it's so short that I feel like anyone should just play it. Um, but there are moments, there was one moment at the end of that game that is probably one of the most memorable, like, moments I've ever experienced in any game because it third wall breaks you harder than I even knew was like technologically possible from a game perspective. Okay. Um, like I was certain this was real, what was happening and not part of the game. And then I got back to the game and I was like, ha you got fucked. And I was like, what <laughs> just happened? How did this happen? There's like other parts in the game where it just like, f- uh, like freezes and it's part of the game. Like yeah. all this stuff happens and, it just starts out so innocent, like the simple little puzzly game where you're like also playing this like pony action game, and it evolves into I don't even know what, uh, but there's definitely like pentagrams involved, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. uh, there's also a bunch of really cool hidden secrets in it that get you like alternate endings. You don't even have to do that though. I didn't even go through all. It didn't matter. Like that the the experience, the final boss of the game is. One of, like, one of my favorite things. I could, I would, I would show every single person who has ever played a video game that if I could, because it is so creative and so interesting. And I don't know how many people have actually played this game or even know what this game is, but I think for me, it deserves 100% to be on my list. It has nothing to do with My Little Pony, by the way. It's true. It barely has anything to do with ponies at all. Um, yes. Yeah, I think well, there used to be really funny Steam reviews for it, uh, when it first came out, because everyone would be like, um, this is a great, really happy game. I really enjoyed all the positive thing messages that it had in it and all this like goofy shit. And then you'd get down and there'd be one where it was like, this game was great, but then my dog started crawling on the ceiling and sprouted spider legs or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what? Yeah. Um, it's really cool. Uh, check it out. Cool. All right, so now we're Pony in the Pony Island, top... my number four. Number four. Who would have yeah. thought? Who would have thought? Not me, actually. No, I, but... I did play a little bit of that at his house one time. and uh, We did not, for the record, get to the part where no, we that, didn't. that where this thing happened. Um, we. Uh, this is another good game. Maybe next year what we can do is my favorite games of the year, but also objectively the best ones. Because I can definitely tell the difference, right? Mm-hmm. Things I enjoyed the most things plus like things that were like done well yeah. done the most and yeah well on the show pony we, island was really good on the show we play in the future we'll finish pony island because you really need to see this part at the end okay it's very important so now we're in top three we're in top three i have mentioned all three of my top three games on the podcast before okay and i think i probably have mine too probably yeah. number three is the only one i'm not sure about uh-huh. and it's a game you already mentioned which is ori in the blind forest yes so ori uh is I think my favorite new intellectual property this, like, maybe this decade? last decade. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Number two is. Yeah, sure. Sorry. Sure. <laughs> number two is. but well, Although Ori feels more like an intellectual property to me than number two does. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, no, I this agree. This is like a horrible way to talk yeah, about this. Uh, hey, let's see, talk about Ori. See. Ori is just so crafted, so well crafted. And I, I don't like 2D like platforming of any kind technically metroidvania yes this this style but uh this is done so well the toy element of this is done really well i love the mechanics i love the powers that you can pick up uh but of course like the aesthetic is just i mean if if you've never seen this game literally just google ori in the blind forest and click on images and just like be blown away that these are things that you just see in the game and not like cutscenes. yeah this is just like the The game game all the time yes and the the music i love the music uh, it's up there in my favorite soundtracks of this decade, <laughs> game soundtracks of this decade. 
uh, most memorable part is got the goosebumps on the tree. On the tree. Yeah. I mean, there were other parts too, but yes. the tree is the one that sticks out the most. The fact that you don't have the checkpoint reset system during that sequence is also makes it even more compelling and exciting. You just get my favorite mechanic, which is the one where you can like kind of pause time off a projectile and, and shoot yourself off in a yeah. different direction. It's definitely my favorite one. You just got that and you're navigating the water and the music is like fucking awesome. And just for the record, you're like in this tree and there's this water rising and you basically yes. have to get to the top of the tree without getting caught by the water. And it's a pretty long sequence Yes, where and you have to like use the mechanics very well. It's not easy. And the yeah. mechanic you just get is like this: pr- when a projectile comes at you, you can press, uh, let's say Y, because that was my button. But like you press a, the action button just before the projectile gets you and you sort of like slow down time for a moment and you have this ability to aim your really your subsequent momentum your subsequent trajectory off of the projectile so like the projectile is coming you kind of pause you aim yourself and you shoot off like with its momentum so to be able to traverse this there's enemies shooting at you that you need to use their project it's so fucking cool so this part's really really it's so so cool that whole game is awesome love the whole thing it is number three i'm super psyched (laughs) might even take a day off for uh, then oh, Will of the Wisps. I'll take a day off. Yeah. We should stream for that maybe for a day. We, maybe we will. Although that, that game might take more than a day to beat. We'll see. Probably. But still. Um, it was super good. Ori yeah, number three. Loved it. I still like honestly can't believe how amazing that the, game I'm telling was. you, that game is not... A, it, I don't like that genre, type of game. Yep. I, I love that game. Yep. So good. It's really good. Um, My number three is The Witness. I think. Um... We talked about that. I've talked about it before. I honestly looked forward. Ironically, my number three and my number one, I looked forward to these games for their entire development from when they were announced to when they were developed, which was a long time, like seven ish plus years for both of them. I think definitely the witness though. Um, Like I played braid, but I didn't like love braid. I played a little bit of Jonathan Blow's first game. It's basically a puzzle game where you control time in a lot of very unique ways um from like just when you move time moves and when you stop it doesn't to like you can press buttons to slow time to there are these objects that you control that some are controlled by time flow and some aren't very very cool deep puzzle game um and it has a sort of a weird underlying cool story too but um i didn't i wasn't obsessed with it but i recognized how amazing the design was and then i started seeing screenshots for the witness and he started posting all these dev blogs where he went into all these technical details about how he was doing the art and the mechanics and all of this stuff and, I, and that game just started seeming cooler and cooler and cooler to me and then it came out and it was amazing i the satisfaction of recognizing like the solutions to some of the puzzles in the game is just so is a feeling that i don't get often in games where it almost you just you feel like you've really discovered something that was almost like organic it doesn't feel like you're like yeah. trying to like get around the game to figure out this puzzle you're just like in it and immersed and oh wow that shadow that is right, just right. like some tree means something right. even though before there was never anything that meant something like that because before i was just looking at a grid but suddenly a shadow means something or suddenly a sound you hear in the background means something and it just gets deeper and deeper like that and yeah. It's, yeah, I, also one of the most beautiful games I've ever played, too. I think I am, like, a sucker for good graphics, which is kind of funny, but... You human, you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I I just, really good art design really gets me, and I can get, I can get yeah, interested in something without it, and The Witness's gameplay definitely holds up with it. 
if you haven't played it it goes on sale a lot now i think it's been free it was free on the epic store for a little while i think uh yeah check it out i don't know what jonathan blow is developing now but whatever it is if it's something i will play it i that yeah the design of that game the way the puzzles are designed i've never seen anything like it yeah definitely in 2020 i'll be checking those games out for sure um cool all right that's my number three number two is it at the same time is yours too (laughs) rocket Rocket league yes of course rocket league absolutely i'm wearing shout out lighthouse boston my brother-in-law lucas jablonski we went over to their house uh, earlier this year uh was on my grind to champ which was a whole thing for me this year i'll talk about Uh, in a sec but uh he's like he wanted to give us a gift or something so i got this rocket league hoodie and uh I'm not wearing mine, but I've also been gifted Rocket League shirt before. Uh, my friend Gabe gave me it. I've worn it many times. I really like it. Yeah. So I'll just move really quickly, as quickly as I can through Rocket League. I When it first came out in 2015, I thought it was an awesome idea. I couldn't wait to play. I played it, and it was really well done and like really satisfying, but I just sucked. It was yeah. horrible. And it came out only a few months before Halo 5. Right. So Halo 5 came out, and my attention was shifted. Yes. So I started playing it last Christmas, yeah. partly because we started talking yeah. and you played it a lot. You had got, come back to playing it a lot. Yeah, I I played Rocket League since it came out. My friend convinced me to buy it. You I, played it for a while and had a high. I played right? very competitively, like almost at the top level of the game, close to like probably like B tier for the first year it was out, and then uh, quit because I was like, this is getting way too serious, and I don't really care about that. I like yeah yeah, yeah. really like this game and all the. 15 to 20 year olds that were on my team were a little bit 15 to 20 15 year olds, to 20 yeah. year olds. like yeah, i don't blame them but it was yeah. not the best yeah. so i quit for a while and then i started up again now i play it pretty regularly but more casually um yeah. i'm not like grinding to play it competitively although i was on a team for a little while this past year but yeah i that's my experience but anyway yeah i talked to anthony about it all the time at work because i loved the design i just loved the game and i loved talking about it with him and showing him it and yeah I think this uh I think this game overall has the best toy implementation for me. It is just so satisfying just to be the damn car and I, yeah. hit the damn ball. Like, it, it's crazy. <laughs> so how much show gets you in trouble. Yeah. When I tell people about Rocket League, they're like, How do you like Rocket League? Like, why is no, that one understand. of your favorite games? And I'm like, if you're saying that, then you clearly have not played it enough to like yes. get it. Yeah. No, like you I can't agree. play it a f- just like a few times. You have to play it like a small to a small threshold, and then like you, this. You this get is, it. This game again along that line, uh, along the skill curve lines, is amazing. I think uh, super fun at the, the best I've ever seen in any game. I yeah, think. Uh, might be for me too. Uh, and it's insane the amount of stuff that people are still like. <laughs> how far they're pushing the game like five years right later. they haven't like added any mechanics no. they've like patched out things yeah. but, and still people find new stuff like every few months it's just like oh there's a new thing that everyone's doing that's actually like so good that's part of what happened so so yeah i was originally playing rocket league starting last christmas uh just for fun they had the holiday fest it was fun to get like the sweaters and shit shout outs to sonics for adding a dreidel last year's holiday fest. that's true i've yep. trapped it on the entire time in hopes that they'll add more uh jewish stuff jewish stuff uh they didn't this year though but that's okay i forgive <sighs> them they yeah I at agree. least give me like a cooler dreidel that dreidel's like just wood and doesn't do anything <laughs> and i just wear it anyway 
Yeah, I, I feel like the festivities are a little less this year. I mean, the the reality is that that's what. what <laughs> anyway, happens. it doesn't matter. It really doesn't. Started as fun. Started playing the three v three like competitively, trying to rank. And basically, what happened to me is I went from silver, or you know, whatever the yeah silver, let's say, to like mid platinum pretty fast. And I was like, oh shit, okay, I'm gonna try and get diamond. And basically, I got diamond pretty quickly as well from that point and then i went from i i achieved diamond three within diamond fast as well so essentially in fast maybe by june or something like halfway through the year i had gone into diamond right right? and so i was like oh shit i gotta get champ and so literally like the rest of the year i was obsessed i i just couldn't get like you were playing like break. every day for like a to couple get hours chance, at yeah. least, and I, it got to a point where it was like unhealthy. Yeah, how my attitude towards it. <laughs> oh was my god, really it was mad. so funny. Whenever you would talk to me about it at work, I would be dying. You know what's crazy is I think I'm way better now. Like I just played casually a few days. Chilled out. Well, yeah, because I also like I bumped up uh, this whole time. I was like, I need to increase my sensitivity. This is way too <laughs> slow. I was like, but I can't. Like I'm gonna have to relearn. It's gonna take more time. It was getting to a point where it's like I can't just play this game to enjoy it a little bit i have to i have to it was all about this stupid thing i made in my head about getting champ anyway long story short i got champ. thankfully you got it got I, champ. I i can't tell you how many times i told anthony to just that i would literally break into his house and uninstall rocket league to stop him that would be so miserable it's, it's this brain problem I have. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's this un, unquenchable cognitive dissonance that has to be resolved. So, But you resolved it. I resolved I... it, got the rewards so I can drive around my purple shiny thing. Yep. Convince myself I got champ. So anyway, love that game. After I, I, after I got champ, I didn't play for like a month like straight. And now I play casually every now and then. Yep. Um, so love it. Yeah. Uh, Rocket League 2? I no way. Not needed. I hope not. Not needed, but will it happen? I hope not. Uh we'll see. I mean Sonics is still doing a lot of work on the game. They just like majorly overhauled the entire yeah. like transaction system. So I think I don't think they're thinking anything in the future yet. You know, it's only made in Unreal Engine 3. Which is very funny. They could at least do like a what Dota did when they ported from to the new source engine, just like a Rocket League. T- right just pour it to the new unreal engine at like revamp the ui revamp some of the elements yeah fix smurfing somehow (laughs) that shit annoys the crap out of me anyway rocket league's amazing you've said plenty about it i like feel the same way as like i love that game it's definitely my favorite like the game i've played the most recently in the past like probably this decade the game i've played the most um and i just i never get bored of it like I, even if i take a break for a little while eventually someone will be like yeah i'm gonna play some rocket league and i'll be like yeah that sounds fun and it's very rare where someone's like i'm gonna play some yeah. rocket league and i don't think that sounds like it'll be fun i agree so much about that game is done super well and so. even i don't even need to be playing ranked competitively with like super good people like playing casually with like people my friends who may not be like yep, yep. where i'm at like c2 or whatever they could be c3 like they could be like gold whatever i've played with People who are just starting, it's always fun. Like, no matter what, it's just fun to play that game and fun to interact with people who are playing that game. Yep. Well done, Psionics. So good. Amazing. Who who thought you could go from supersonic, acrobatic, rocket-powered battle cars to one of the best games ever made? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. Very cool. Very interesting that our lists 
intersect have, and, in and, Rocket yeah, yeah, yeah. League and or have, in the Blind Forest. I've arrived here. <laughs> well, let me do my number one because I think it's pretty expected. I mean, and both then, of ours probably are, especially if you listened to Podcast know. One recently. What is your number one? <laughs> I mean, it could be Bioshock. It is? Of course. Is it Bioshock, Bioshock Infinite? Infinite? Okay. Yes. Okay, cool. All right, I, told, I made you say. Should so, I talk about mine yeah, first yeah, then? Yeah, yeah, I made you say. Okay, well, save Anthony's definitely surprising number yeah, one for shocker. last. Shocking number one for last. Um, although I don't think mine's very shocking either. Like I said, talked about. I guess I just wouldn't before. have expected it to be beat all those other games. It does. I. There are very few games, story based games, that I have played through more than once, especially games that are over a few hours. I have played through Bioshock Infinite. At least two times, maybe three times, and I would happily play through it again in an instant with you or with anyone. I I love that game. The story of that game, it just happens to be like directly with stuff I'm interested in. It talks about like quantum physics, which I have a huge interest in. There the sound design in that game is crazy. The the call of the songbird, which is the sound you'll hear, I'm sure, when we play, is like iconically like imprinted in my mind. And it has an AI companion character that follows you around that actually, like, works well. I mean, just from a design perspective, yeah, yeah. that's, like, an unbelievable achievement. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, I just... And the way it ends and the way the story wraps up, I don't... I guess people thought it maybe felt like it was gimmicky. I'm not sure why... I still am not that sure why people don't see the game in the same light I do. Um, but I haven't been able to have that many conversations with that many people about it. But um, I just... I loved every minute of it. And both times I played it, I... I loved every minute of it. Um, I played on the hardest difficulty. Well, not the the stupid hard difficulty, but like the hardest difficulty you have when you start because it was recommended to me in a random article when the game first came out and I was very satisfied with that. It was great. Normally, I don't love FPS games. Yeah. Um, a game I didn't mention on here that I really do like is Rainbow Six Siege. And, but other than that, I very rarely play and enjoy FPSs and Bioshock's gameplay, um, not even talking about the story and the music and the art, which is all of my favorite things of the game, is so fun. Just all the cool powers you get, the guns, you can specialize in your guns, you can specialize into these powers, you can do... Yeah, yeah. It's just, I, I don't know. For me, it's my favorite game of the decade, for sure. Very cool. It's interesting. I, that's your only FPS in this list, right? Uh, Yes. Yeah. That is true. Uh, although there are other first person games yeah 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 but this is the only first yeah pt and the beginner's guide are both first person games but yeah they're cool. not that's cool if the first player i don't yeah that'll make it interesting yeah i i'm very i've never i know nothing about what to expect from anthony playing a horror game i'm very excited yeah i've only played I, like some way back in yeah, the day i'm very interested to see what what your like feeling and reaction will be the, you know one reason i don't generally like horror games is because generally i feel like they're sort of predictable yeah and uh yeah even it's not necessarily i don't get some kind of reaction out from them but it's as they're i I can i can see it coming and so i'm just like you know fuck you man like doing this like right at least like surprise me or something right like cheap shitty horror games yeah are like akin to like shitty american horror movies pt is like (laughs) a optimal japanese or oh, korean okay. horror movie like which i have never seen oh maybe we'll watch some of those too. <laughs> I don't, yeah, <laughs> probably... okay my number one everyone should watch audition it's a good movie. audition uh-huh well, that's one of many good, really good horror movies um anyway my number one are halo games 
Uh, I combine them for the sake of I think the listeners the out there. Listeners will yes, I'm sure that. you guys are all shocked. This generation, a few Halo games came out. Uh, Reach if, from a first person side. I'm not including Halo Wars, uh-huh. which is the RTS games. That so came yeah, out. tell us what your group includes. Just list my them group off includes first. since we since I have broke the rules and included remasters. My favorite game this decade. Halo of the Master Chief Collection came out. That's so funny. Hey, this came is out. such a that's such a cheater answer. Yeah, because <laughs> because it's a combination of everything uh, that I would want. So when okay, Halo... here's the deal though. You're only allowed to like the things that weren't included in the yeah, original. Yeah, yeah. So Halo that's games. part of the reason why I like it. Really? Because it, it was so the the one thing that is totally new that wasn't included that's awesome is you can play halo ce the original halo one online multiplayer that wasn't a thing you Mm -hmm. could only play local so the the what's available as the multiplayer suite where you have sort of the um it's like a ticket system where you can say like i want to play halo one two three or four i'm down with these game types these map sizes or this these parties. Oh, so you can sizes. select all of those across games and every. This yes. is another game I haven't played. I mean, I've played Halo when it originally came out, but I haven't played the Master Chief Collection. I didn't know you could do that. That's really cool. So when you go into multiplayer, you have like Halo One, Two, Three, and Four, right. and you have the anniversary. It's like Rocket League playlists, but for like different games, basically. Yeah. So you can be like, I'll play Halo One, Two, or Three. Anything big team battle. Oh, that's so sick. It is sick. It's super that's sick. That's so cool. I, I wish remember. I had that for like every game I like. I could just yeah. like pick the game. I don't I remember. Don't, like, the, there's a whatever the formal name for it is that they called it. But anyway, that's how it works. That's really cool. So it's because that's what I want to do. Like I want to go play like just Slayer or Snipers of Halo 1 or 2. Right? Right. So I'll queue up for that and it just it throws just you in do the it. Games. That's awesome. And it works really well. And... uh yeah, so sometimes I just want to record. I just want to go play Halo One, Two, or Two uh, Classic. I don't want to play their anniversary version, the anniversary version of Halo Two, and I just want to play Slayer or Sniper. Can queue up for that. Play it. That's awesome. And having all of the 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 kind of leading game when it was released was Halo Two Anniversary. So they re- remastered the campaign. Um, and that was Halo Two is my favorite game of all time. Uh-huh. So, and then that anniversary remaster was really well done. I loved it. Uh, and the cutscenes were done by Blur. So they, while they weren't in engine, they were like super. It is like a game. It was just so fucking cool, right? Yeah, that I got goosebumps. I almost cried when I saw the trailer for it. I was like, <laughs> oh, the Warthog comes up on New Mombasa where they when they show like the whatever all of them are remastered and the Warthog comes up. Anyway, uh, that's awesome. So, Master Chief Collection is my favorite. Uh, I'll just finish. There are two other ones. Halo Four and Five also make that list. I did not like Reach. Halo Five lives still in number one. So, it, if if these were part, not all conglomerated, sure, no, 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 but first, sure, but all I'm saying is they live like, above all of the other games in the list. F- even Halo for, Five for the following reason. Okay, uh, it's more the experience. So, like Halo Four, okay, is like above five uh-huh. it's not like at all competitively viable but it was the first game that me and Brittany like really went ha- like crazy on uh-huh. together and played extensively okay. played so, so it's more of the game. experience of those two games that uh-huh. carry it to the position it okay. is from a favorite game right. but like uh, uh rocket league and ori uh, would like supersede them from a just game objectively perspective. thinking about the game it, yeah alone. more objectively right, right at least right um 
but the experience around them sure. there's there's nothing those can't be replicated across the other things and and four quite frankly was really exciting that's is like they kept halo going a lot of people wish sort of they hadn't i don't think i think there are some people who wish it would have ended with bungie and whatever but i i love that i love the story of halo the the universe if you will so it was super exciting to get into four four had a really good campaign touched on parts of the lore that weren't usually explored Five was a big step backwards for me personally on that front. But anyway, play, I love the multiplayer of that one. Played a lot of that. I played a lot of that with my wife. Anyway, so the Halos went out from the experiences we have playing them. Um, but I also like legitimately think the Master Chief Collection is a kick-ass I mean, package. I like, am very impressed. Sorry. Uh, no, you're good. It has... It has something, but I'm very impressed that you were able to describe the Master Chief Collection using only new elements and make it sound like it still deserved to be your favorite game of the decade. I think you did a great job. Like that's super cool. Well, that that feature alone that you described is re- really awesome. It's cool, and to be fair, it it was all the redemption story is kind of a cool part of it too. Like, uh, I wanted it so bad to be awesome. Like as it was advertised and when it was launched, the multiplayer was not right. Like, right. Yeah. It had a lot of issues. Um, the campaigns were worked fine. And, and to be honest, our multiplayer wasn't as like, we didn't have the experiences that some other people bad is how bad it was. I think it's cause like we have our own internet. We weren't behind firewalls. I don't know, whatever. But, uh, anyway, it, it came back. It's now it's like in a really solid state. It's really enjoyable. Nice. That's awesome. It number one okay yeah, there you go okay uh so that's i would it. sing the songbird sound but it's really loud and screechy and All i'm right. not gonna do that okay um but uh i have one question okay before we wrap up um i know this was a this was a doozy but we really wanted to give a chance to talk about all our games um minecraft but minecraft didn't come out this year 2011 decade. that's what i was just googling well, I was counting it from, I think, when it really, really, really initially started. Yeah, that doesn't count. When it came out on PC as a standalone game is when I would consider the beginning of Minecraft. No, yeah, then Minecraft is second. If it oh, okay. Were, if, it, would, if, it would be above Rocket League? It would be above Rocket League. Okay. I, cool. Minecraft is my second overall favorite franchise. Oh, okay. Uh, Sick. So, yes, Minecraft would be second. Love it. If it were, depends on you, the viewer, what you pers- what you what you find. I just wanted to mention be it because I know you love it, so I just wanted to say it. We don't have to go that into game, it. But. Yeah, that game just has such a unique experience. Unique. Of all I, the games like we've talked about, that's probably the one the most people know about. Honestly, like I, everyone I love knows Minecraft. Minecraft. Uh, it's interesting that it's like resurged in po- popularity. I believe it is the best-selling game of all time. Yeah, I think so, so too. Beat out Tetris of maybe like yeah. earlier this year it's, or something. Um, yeah. It's a very cool it's crazy. Game. I mean, man. we could do like a whole podcast about Minecraft because of how deep that design goes. Yep. Um, the ex- and the experience like it elicits for me is, is really just it's so only Minecraft like yep. it's crazy. I I can like be as excited as possible in that game when I'm talking about the emotional range. I It's like as exciting as it gets to I literally fall asleep. It's so relaxing. Yep. I have fallen asleep several times playing That's Minecraft. Amazing. Like I attempting to do something in between the ambient music and shit, I'm just like I fell asleep. Seeing those beeps and boops. That uh, C418. It's got some high quality uh, beeps and boops. I love I'll that, tell you. I love those soundtracks. I enjoy the or, the way those beeps come and then the boops okay. and then some long beeps, cool. some long boops. All right. Uh, yeah. Cool. Well, 
that is our top games of the decade. Um, let us know what your favorite games of the decade are, or if you vehemently disagree with, with our, our order, or with our opinions, or ordering, or whatever. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll. Uh, Who's gonna agree with mine? Very few people. I don't know. I think a lot of people really love Halo. Um, you're not alone in that love. No. Yeah. Uh, and Minecraft. You're also not alone in that <laughs> love. And Rocket League. So I, I think you're pretty safe. <laughs> I mine like having the witness. And yeah. Bioshock Infinite. I just my think those don't have the crazy. same main fra- mainstream yeah. attention. If they did, I don't know. I think if if they maybe got more attention. Yeah, more I don't. They're just like yeah, they're different experiences. They're not too. the kinds of games people yes, get obsessed yes, with, right? Yes, yeah, um, exactly. I think that's what a lot of people really love yep. in games. So, um, cool. yeah, that's great. Uh, so this um, has been quality time. Yeah. The Kale Qual Entertainment Podcast. Check us out on all our social media. Um, yeah, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook. Uh, yeah, at least on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. TikTok we have the same handle, Kale Koala underscore ENT. Yep. On Facebook, it's facebook.com slash Kale Koala Entertainment. You can get links to all of this in our website, kalekoalaentertainment.com. Yep. Also there, you can get a link to our Discord if you want to join it um come join it we'll talk to you about whatever you want um play games anything <laughs> we'll be more active there in the future yeah uh tune in soon or if it's already started then tune in in the past and in the future for me starting to stream random games on twitch on our ko koala twitch account and also eventually us playing games together on yep. that same twitch account so it's coming it'll come soon 2020 we'll finally get to play some of these games. Yeah, I think we might play the Beginner's Guide or Journey first. Those are both or Frog I, Fractions. Maybe, Probably those three need to be the first three games. I definitely want to play Journey. Yeah, you you would love it. It's very cool. I yeah. Anyway, we're not going to go back into that. We're going to end this podcast. So thank you all for listening. Yep. Um, Let us know. Give us feedback. Seriously. Yeah. Really talk to us. It. We're we're always available to talk on any of the social media. Yeah. Um. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Have a good New Year, and this will probably come out after the new year but i hope you had a good new year (laughs) on to 2020 on to 2020 buenas noches (laughs) goodbye